All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to Gold Belts and Glory. I'm your host, Mike Auger. Joining me for this week's panel, we got uh, Coach Rich Trevino. What up? Uh, Ryan Gosling, not the actor. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. No, definitely not. And uh, he's been on a couple other podcasts. I do uh, Zombie Greg, my brother. What's up, man? Um, So I think the first thing to talk about is the first – uh, UFC fight night and, um, and there's a lot of controversy uh, with that and I didn't see the rest of the card I only saw the main event so um, let's start there with Anthony Smith taking on Glover Teixeira um. <laughs> that's all I gotta say yeah so I think the first round for sure, Anthony Smith won. He was coming out throwing everything in the kitchen sink. His corner was talking nonstop. Um, and even maybe half into the second, I thought he was winning. And then he got punched in the mouth by Glover Teixeira, and you could see him back away and kind of hold his mouth. And it all went downhill after that. And then what yeah. took place from there was one of the worst beatings I've ever seen without a fight being stopped. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, I think he came out starting good. I mean, he looked fast. He looked like he had a good game plan. But I think it all came down. I think he overlooked Glover, dude. I think he looked at Glover as a stepping stone to kind of get back into that title contention. And and he's an old man, right? Forty years but, old. Dude, I think I think the changes that Glover's made recently have been good for his career, dude. He's looked fucking really good, not just in this fight. He's, he's like on a four-fight win streak right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So I think he just overlooked him and gassed it out. But I, I did notice, like you said, I noticed a big shift after he took that one punch. I was like, he just kind of went downhill from it, you know? He might yeah. have swallowed his first tooth then. It could have been. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his injuries he sustained are pretty bad, dude. Uh, yeah, I think he was definitely winning the first two rounds. He was jabbing the shit out of him, keeping him at bay. Right. And then the third round, that's when, you know, Glover just put it on him. And from there, it was just punishment. Like, they could have stopped that fight three, four, five times. You know? The last two rounds. I, I was, Go ahead. I was listening to... Um, Shell Sonnen earlier today, and he pretty much saying the exact same thing you're saying, um, that that he did win the first, and he was winning the second round, and then, like you said, after he got punched in the mouth, uh, something changed, and and uh, he gassed out. I I honestly think that um, he was trying to uh, murder Teixeira in the first round, yes. which he did. And uh, when you're a big giant guy like that, and you're not used to fighting like a fucking small guy, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna gas out, dude. I, I mean, I I didn't see the numbers, but uh, he threw way more punches in the first and second round than he's thrown in any round ever. So yeah. he gassed okay. out, and and you guys know, I mean, I know you do jujitsu, so when you gas out and somebody's coming at you. That's the worst feeling in the fucking world. For sure. Yeah. No, it is. It, it, it's, it's, it's hard to even think because you, you kind of become helpless at that point. You don't want to quit because you've got the heart, but at the same time, your body shuts down, your body shuts down, you know? And I honestly think that's just where he was at. You saw round three and four, like his hands were low. He was coming out with no energy. And that's where I was kind of like, I think his corner should have threw in the towel, dude, just because he had nothing left and Glover was still charged up, dude. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. I think it was a bad call, dude. He He's claiming, oh, you know, my corners did the right thing and this and that. But I'm like, I, I disagree with that, dude, especially with the injuries he sustained, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, when you're getting... The corner, go ahead, go ahead, left him out, the corner kind of left him out to dry. Like... The fighter doesn't want to quit, so that's the corner job to be like, nah, he's had enough, you know, like... That's what they're there for. Yeah. You yeah, know? you know? I mean, when when the fighter, when when the referee asks the fighter a question and he fucking turns his back and just walks away and yes. doesn't even answer, they don't even let that shit fly in boxing, bro. Yeah. yeah. They yeah, don't they even let that shit like, fly in boxing. He's like, oh, my teeth, my teeth just got knocked out or whatever. That's yeah, all he said, like... Out. 
Well, yeah, like, oh, you're good, keep going. Yeah. Basically. So, watching this fight, uh, one thing I really noticed, and, and this is watching uh, Anthony Smith in his last, I think, three fights, which is, I think, the John Jones fight, the Gustafson fight, and then this fight, is he is not great at adapting to situations where, like, Tony Ferguson is really good, where Tony Ferguson sometimes gets fucked up in the first round and then adapts and changes his game plan and then will come out and not last time. He's done that a lot. Where yeah. Anthony yes. Smith, this looked a lot like how he looked in the John Jones fight, where his game plan didn't work and he just kept coming out round after round and was just getting shut down. You know, like he had nothing to do because he stuck to his game plan and goes, oh, well, that's not working. And he didn't know how to adapt from there. He just kept that game plan going, you know? Yeah. Well, so, and uh, also DC had mentioned this, that his corner was constantly just yelling out like stuff to do like the whole time. And it, he was just, you know, following everything that they were saying, like just being super active, which is good. But like at the same time, you're, you know, kind of blowing your watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, th I think it goes back to um, when your arms and your hands and your legs don't work like you want them to, because you're also getting fucking rocked. Right. I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever been rocked, but when you get rocked, your 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 brain is there, but your body doesn't it doesn't uh, compute what what your brain is telling your body. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure he wanted to put his fucking hands up, but yeah, he, he, he couldn't do it. Yeah. No, that makes. I mean, that's why you see like a lot of these wrestlers and stuff too. They get rocked where their body goes on autopilot, and they'll, you'll see them shoot on the referee when they get rocked. You know. Right. Mentally, they're not right. there, but their body's just kind of going on autopilot. You know. Right. Right. So. Um. Yeah, I, I think is to wrap this up. I think we all agree that uh, his corner definitely failed him. Um, I agree, one hundred percent. They should have yeah. stepped in and ended that fight. Uh, well, what about what about the ref, Mike? What do you think? And it's like every every time I thought he had an opportunity to end it, he was doing something to protect himself. I, I yeah, I don't. And put also, Daryl kind of would like go to a different move. Like he wouldn't keep just pounding on him. He'd try right. to do a submission or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, the ref had a spot there. I also heard that Teixeira was apologizing while he was socking him in the back of the head. He was. He was. Yeah, I heard and that. I was like, too. I'm sorry, I don't want to do this, but crack. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony Smith was just like, it is what it is, man. Like, he, he knew he was just getting pummeled, you know? I mean, uh, I, that's the bad. ref should have stopped that like a round and a half earlier, man. I mean, yeah. when, when Teixeira had him with both hooks in, flat on his belly, teeing off on the back of his head, and he survived that whole like, 40 seconds or whatever minute that was. Yeah. I think the ref should have stopped it then. It was for like three minutes. He was on him like that. Dude. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. No, that was nuts. Yeah. Um, okay. So this brings us to uh, Saturday's card. Um, there was one fight in the prelims that just I want to touch on real quick because of the, the imagery of, do you know those guys' names, Ryan? Um, yeah, Darren Elkins and Nate Lanwinger. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you want to talk about a crimson mask? Oh my Holy god. Holy shit. That guy, the oh, blood. Was insane, dude. Yeah. He was just washing off his face. Like, holy crap. Yeah, but I let me see that fight. But let me I watched the main event. I saw blood splattered everywhere. And I'm like, you know, I had to go back and watch the prelims. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. That's where that blood came from. Yeah. Well, well, let me speak to that real quick, because because here's the biggest difference, right? So Elkins was all fucked up, right? He had a cut in his eye, he had a cut in his head, he had a cut in his nose, his nose was broken, whatever was going on, and he was bleeding out of his face, right? Yeah. But he was still coherent, and he was still talking to the referee, and he was saying, "Come on, let's go! Come on, I got this!" Like, so the difference between that and like going back to Anthony mm -hmm. Anthony Smith, the Lionheart, that's a fucking total oh, total yeah. night and day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So you could be all bloodied like that and all cut up, but he wasn't he wasn't getting rocked like Anthony Smith was rocked. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I think the fight was actually pretty close, honestly. Right, I, I thought so like too. That. Yeah. Uh, the that, was a, that was an awesome fight. Yeah, I saw a funny fight I've seen, I think, in a long time, dude. I think...
I, I don't know if I've seen that much blood in, in, in the ring. I, don't, I can't even tell you, dude. I think like the last time I saw that was like when Babalu fought a long time ago and the whole <laughs> pulled the blood, you know? Like, it's been a long time since I've seen that much blood in the octagon, dude. Wasn't it like uh, Diego Sanchez and BJ Penn or something like that? When oh, when that, hit. Yeah, the problem with that, that that's where it ended. Because he, he need Diego in the... In, or yeah, he had a big old gash. It opened up his face, but that's what ended the fight, you know? Yeah. But I remember, I remember the, I think, who was it? I think it was Babalu versus like David Heath or something like that, like a long time ago. And there was so much blood that like Babalu wasn't even one bleeding. He was just covered in blood. You like the guy's blood and the whole mat. And it was like a murder scene, dude. And that's how this one looked, dude. It was fucking disgusting. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh, the only prelim fight that I saw besides that one was Matt Brown getting his fucking ass knocked out again. Card. I think that was the main card, was it? Or was that a prelim? I think it was a prelim, like, main event. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he just didn't look He didn't look like he had the speed to match these young guys, dude. Yeah, I mean, they started out that fight good, I think, but he just took a lot of damage, you know. He was hitting good shots. I think he even dropped him once. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the young guy just had too much for him. I think he's, you know, yeah. I'll tell you how good that fight was. I fucking fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, straight up, I was, I woke up like, oh fuck, it's over. Yeah. Um, so this will bring us to the main card. It's featherweight fight. Uh, Song Yadong. Yeah. Mm. Fucking terrible, terrible yeah. call on that fight, dude. Uh, he got the decision over Marlon Vera. Uh, very controversial, to say the least. I think it was close in the stand-up because they 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 both had such high output in in punches and, but if you look at their punches, like the the landing percentage was way more on Vera's side. Vera mm. had two takedowns. He should have won that fight, dude. Mm. But I don't know. The judges, I feel like, sucked that night, dude. What they, do you think, Ryan? For sure. Uh, honestly, I didn't watch that fight, mm. but. I, I agree that about the the judges because uh, well we'll talk about it uh, yeah. in the other the bar both see a fight rich <laughs> yeah I did see the fight um I think that uh, Sonya Dong came on strong at the beginning and I mean they were both they're both tough they're both getting fucking knocked and shit but I think Vera towards the end started to pick up the pace and uh, I think he started to connect when when he started to connect at the end of that fight. I think Sadong, uh, Young Sadong, whatever the fuck his name is, I think he was feeling that. Yeah. More. I think he was feeling it more than. Song Yadong. Song Yadong. Song Yadong. They whatever said. The I think they said in the second round, like towards the end of the second round, that uh, both fighters at that point, after the second round, had already thrown over 120 punches each. <laughs> like, that's a fucking high output of, of fighting, dude. Oh yeah, they were throwing yeah. blows for sure. Yeah. Um, next fight, uh, let's see here. Eric Anders uh, lost to Christoph Jotko. Uh, I agree with this that decision. Boring as fuck, dude. But it was yeah. a terrible fight. Hey. It was horrible. Okay, so I'm just gonna say that I, I watched the whole fucking thing and I don't even remember that fight. That's how. That's yeah. how boring that shit was. <laughs> there yeah. you go. I agree. It was boring, dude. Uh, this I, mean, I don't even remember like, the fight. Nothing going on. Nothing happened. I don't. Yeah, I don't even remember that fight. Like I couldn't. I don't even remember the. I don't remember anything about that fight. The next fight, though, definitely had a lot going on. That's um, Dan Ege taking on Edison Barboza, who dropped down to featherweight. One fight I missed. Dude. Dude, this it was a good fight. Um, Barboza looked like mince meat at the end of that thing, like he always does on every fight. He, he his face was cut. He was on his back again. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had some kicks. Oh yeah. And he had some things. He had some things going on that the old school Edson Barboza, Barboza looked like with the kicks and with the punches and with the speed. But uh, Ige just fucking came on strong, dude. At the end, I mean, his gas tank was stupid. There was yeah. a few, um, Barboza got Iggy on the ground and there were some few hammer fists on the ground and pound and, and just some uh, straight rights on the ground where they were hard as fuck, dude. And I thought, 
this could be over right now. But that, besides that, um, it seemed like Iggy was just uh, too fast for him to catch up. Yeah. I think it was. Like. But I, I think Barbosa won the first two rounds, honestly. And I think Ige just won that last round. I, I, I don't agree with the decision at all. You know, I think he was more active, but I don't think he was doing a lot of damage. Not until that third well, round. Well, right here, I have I have this thing pulled up. It says total strikes, Ige 100 and uh, um, Barbosa 87 out of 152. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I thought it was real close. Real close. Barbosa's yeah. camp was like trying to uh, protest the decision or something like that. Yeah. Or like over decision. He was they, denied. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. 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 Um, I fucking denied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good decision. Uh, yeah. Not to disagree with Ryan, like I love to do, but. Um, yeah. I think Barbosa just didn't. I mean. Like, Again, it goes back to like, like it, it, if you're winning a fight, you want to seem like dominant through the whole thing. You know, you don't get fucked up and put on your back and get your eye gashed out and fucking breathing for air at the end of that fight. If you're, if you want to give, if you're leaving it up to referees. Yeah. yeah. So then we had a uh, Claudia, or let's see, Claudia, no, Claudia, Claudelia. Gedalehia, I don't know how to say her name. Gedalia. There you go. She got the decision yeah. over Angela Hill. Uh, I thought this was a wrong decision. I, I completely agree. Yeah. But also, like I said, another fight that had really high output. Both girls, I, I heard, threw like over 145 punches or something like that, or strikes in the fight. It was. It's really tough when you have two fighters, nobody gets knocked out, the fight stand is on the feet the whole time and there's not really one person overly dominating the whole fight and they have a high output. I think those are the hardest ones to call. You know, there's not really anything else that is majorly significant in those fights that holds out to where they're like, yeah, this person for sure won. Cause these were all split decisions, right? Or was that unanimous? A lot of them were, yeah, this one was, was too. Barbosa was a split decision. So- They were 29, 28, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Claudia got um, a takedown, but uh, Angela Hill got a knockdown. So, I mean, did those kind of cancel out, you know? Yeah. I liked what uh, Angela Hill was doing. Um, she was staying away from getting taken down. She was uh, keeping her distance. She was definitely hitting, hitting. she was faster than Gedalia, I think. Um, she was counter-punching awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but let's just face it, dude, fucking Claudia Gedalia is hot as fuck. And that's why she won the fight. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The judges yeah. saw the hotness and it was right. over. I was I was watching that fight and I'm like, dude, these chicks weigh 115 pounds, dude. Nobody's getting knocked out in this division. Right, right. <laughs> they don't exactly. have the fucking power to knock people out at 115 pounds, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we go from that to uh, big meaty men slapping yeah. meat. Both <laughs> guys, 265. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. Alistair Overeem. It's TKO over Walt Harris. First of all, the the video package leading up to this fight uh, about Walt Harris and the things he dealt with with his daughter, I was like, fuck, dude. I, I'm rooting dude. for this guy like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I actually picked uh, Overeem at first because I know who he is, obviously. Yeah. And then my heartstrings got tugged and someone started cutting onions in my motherfucking house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then I just said, you know what? I got to go for the underdog here. Yeah. And uh, man, unfortunately, he didn't do it. I, although, although, um, if it was a different referee, it might have got stopped in the first round. Yes. Yeah. It, it I, because he knocked him, and he was against the cage, and he was throwing them bombs on him. <clears throat> uh, I think if it was a different, if, if it was like Mergliata, yeah. Or. Um, or, uh, shit, what's the other guy's name? I forget the other guy's name, but if it was somebody else, I think it would have got stopped, man. It's not Herb Dean, because that, that would have been that, someone who's dead for them to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, here's, here, here's the thing. Uh, Harris had to cut weight to make 265. 
Um, I was going to touch on that for sure. Now, when I That's was in high, when I was in high school, and when I first started wrestling, I was 290, and I had to cut to make 275. Now I can tell you that at the end of my wrestling career, I was 240, and the gas tank I had at 240 compared to 275 is a huge difference. Now, yeah. When you guys were cutting weight, you know, that's completely, I think it's a little bit different than like a big fat motherfucker uh, who's cutting like, you know, this great amount of weight. So the fact that Walt Harris had to cut to get to 265, I think when he went for the kill there and he gave everything he had, that was it. He had nothing left. Um, and when Overeem took him down and was legging in on him and just throwing bombs on him, you could hear Walt Harris like, gasping for breath um i kind of knew he was fucked up with that dude the fact that he survived the first round was shocking yeah. i think i think uh, it goes more into uh i think it goes beyond his gas tank in my opinion i think overeem won because his experience i think you can definitely tell when walt got to the ground he fucking froze he had no yeah, idea he didn't know what the fuck to do he, he didn't know what the, the fuck to do. number one he fucking stayed it, 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 there's a position in, in jiu-jitsu or even wrestling it's called turtle where you're basically just on all fours mm-hmm. and he should have been fighting to get over even his guard and hold him so they could either stand him back up or at least not take damage and he stayed in turtle almost the whole time with over him on his back and just fucking punching his side where he's just getting punched strong and base that's yeah. exactly what he's doing. I'm going, God, dude. I'm like, just get to your fucking back, dude. Like, at least just hold him there, you know? I'm like, you can't do strong yeah. base, yeah. though, in a fight when you're getting punched. He's <laughs> side of the head. He got to the ground and had no idea what to do. He had fucking froze. He needs to, I think, yeah, 100%. this whole mixed martial arts game and not just rely on the big punches, you know? Yeah. 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 Plus, I, I think at that point, he was done. Like, you could t- see him breathing. Like yeah. heavy, like he was gassed out. He blew his whole wad right there trying to yeah. finish the fight, you know, and it, it, it didn't work out in his favor. It yeah. could have. I, I think they could have easily stopped it, you know? Yeah. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think there's a, a bunch of factors, and I don't disagree with any of you. Um, I think one of the main factors was the whole um, heaviness mm-hmm. of the whole situation. And, like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that where, like, like shit is just too much and it fucking drains you. You're just drained. Mm-hmm. Like I think making the walk, I think getting into the cage, I think, you know, the whole cameras in his face doing it for his daughter thing, which is which was awesome. But I just think it drained I just think it drained him. He fucking he dumped his load, like you said, Ryan. But if he would have never kicked and slipped, I think it would have been a different fight. Because once you go to the ground and you guys know more than anyone that's ever been on the ground with somebody on top of you, that is the fucking worst position to be in ever. Yeah. yeah. Especially especially when you're a big giant guy and you're tired. Yeah, when yeah. you're a beast like Overeem on top of you, dude, who's, you know. Yeah, what that's, you... I mean, that's another level. Yeah. yeah. That's 255 pounds of pure muscle just <laughs> yeah. overpowering you. Well, so. Like that's probably 230 of pure steroid, and then the rest is muscle. Yeah, uh, horse well, meat. He's actually a shell yeah. <laughs> before. Like you could tell the difference of steroids to now. It's like a big difference. Oh yeah, for sure. His shoulders are like yeah. way smaller than they used to be. Right. No, you know, that's for sure. Human now. And you know, uh, the ref gave both guys a lot of equal time to recover because. When Overeem had him down on in the second round, I think I counted. It was 25 straight punches to the head before mm. they called the fight. Right. So, um, you know, it was it was unfortunate, but I mean, you got to look at the Reams kind of on a little run now. Um, yeah. You know, is he going to get another shot at the belt? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I don't see it. There's too many. There's too many people in line. That's kind of weak, though, you know? I mean, not not necessarily weak in... I think it's weak in superstars for the for the time being, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so I don't think it takes a whole lot to get back in that division to back to that title ring, you know? Yeah, yeah it's have a big pretty top-heavy. Like, the, the top guys are really good. It's yeah. top-heavy, but the rest of the, the division, yeah, I mean, I, I would think he would get another shot. Yeah. I mean, right now... 
thing that everybody's talking about in the heavyweight division is John Jones versus Degano. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't see that happening, honestly. John Jones has never wanted to go up to heavyweight. Yeah, I don't know. He's talking about if, if they make the money right and this and that. And who knows, dude? I've seen crazier shit happen, dude. We saw CM Punk come into the fucking UFC twice. So. That's a fucking good point, bro. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen crazier things happen, dude. But true. yeah, we'll see. You know what else was uh, super cool that night too was the tribute they did to Kevin Randleman, dude. That was awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. let's let's actually get into some of these uh, the headlines. We'll shoot the headlines right now. Um, we'll start with Kevin Randleman. I, I, you know, I, we were, Greg, you and I were UFC fans, um, back when it first started with like Shamrock and yeah. the Beast and all those yeah. guys. And I think, was he in that period or a little bit after? He was, he oh, was, was after that. He, I watched a lot of his pride stuff too, after the fact, but I mean, he was somebody who was always just such a beast, dude. And, and he was always circulating from his fight with, with Fedor, dude, like with that suplex yeah. basically broke Fedor's yeah. neck, dude. Yeah, yeah. But just an overall beast of a fighter, dude. And it was just funny, like, watching these old clips of when they used to wear the wrestling shoes and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, the rules were so, so different than they are now. You can use soccer kick with people in the face and, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> I went on I went on ESPN the other day and they had the very very first UFC on and um, I forget who it was but it, he kicked that big Samoan dude right in the face yeah. dude he went oh, down yeah and he that just big, soccer uh, kicked him. guy right yeah yeah kicked him right in his face dude just like you said in his I mean what happened to those days man yeah <laughs> hey, remember that guy days. came out that boxer came out and he had one glove on. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember and that. Boy yeah. Gracie just took him down and yeah. him. Shogun used to soccer kick people in the face and pride all the time, man. Pride was the pride was the joint, dude. I loved yeah, pride. Pride was pride awesome. Was awesome. Yeah. Sakuraba, all those guys, man. Sakuraba still still competes in jujitsu, man. He still he still goes at it, dude. I used to That's love. A beast, man. Yeah, I, I like watching him compete in, in, in jujitsu right now. But yeah, there's so many good studs that that were just freaking monsters back then dude and the funny thing is too is like these fools weren't getting paid shit dude like the fighters now think they're getting paid nothing like these guys yeah, yeah. really not getting paid <laughs> yeah yeah um, i'm sure that the corporations weren't making as much as the ufc is though right now you know, oh, yeah. pride. <laughs> well, that shit was that shit was full underground, bro. Like, oh yeah, that shit was like the Kumite times two. <laughs> and and there was no there was no Usada either. That's why you saw like the Vitor Belforts and shit. They're just like right. juicing up and have them go in there. Oh yeah, Vanderlei, but, Axe Murray, yeah, yeah. You know, Kevin Randleman in in college though with his wrestling career, fuck, dude, no, you'd never seen anybody like that, bro. Like, like when he was coming up, man. I, People were like amazed at the stuff that he was doing. Right, right. And, and then he carried that over to to fighting. I, I remember watching some of his pride fights. But um, yeah, he was just a natural beast, man. I mean, with the steroids too, but yes, with the steroids. But I mean, his his just ability was like his balance is like. I mean, I, I remember watching him. Somebody took the single leg on him and lifted him up in the air. And he ended up like flipping and landing back on the foot that the guy had. Yeah. I mean, man. just crazy shit, man. That's that wrestler, wrestler's base, man. Yeah. You know? Um, have you seen this Darren Till and Mike Perry beef? Is it real? Because they were buds. Okay. I don't know if that's real or not. Yeah, I don't okay, know. Okay, so. They've always been buds, and I know they've always talked shit, but I've had three people send me that beef text but i don't think it's real dude to be honest with you okay yeah um yeah i'm not sure if that's real because uh they actually uh sparred together right before one of mike's mike perry's fights or one of darren till's fights and um they went for drinks and shit they went to go yeah. have beers together i, I right, thought they so, were buds yeah it's yeah. faked in uh yeah, they said yeah 
They said uh, Dana said Khabib versus Gaethje looks like uh, September. Yeah, I already saw the poster for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Connor's gonna have to wait, I guess. I'm hearing. I I heard it was gonna be Connor and was it Connor and Tony that they were talking about making? Yeah, I heard something about that, but it wasn't really. It's just rumors right now. But I'd rather see that over Connor versus Diaz. I have no desire to see that again. I don't, see, I don't have a desire to see Connor yeah. Diaz again, dude. I think Diaz is overrated, dude. I think he's tough as nails, but the guy just can take a whole shitload of punches because he's got a fucking hell of a chin. Hopes that they get tired and he'll go to the ground and submit them. That's about where he stops, dude. Um, so. So in the heavyweight division, there's a lot of the heavyweights uh, calling out Stipe for making excuses to not be in the gym and saying he's holding up the division. He kind of is. Yeah, he kind of is, but look how long he took him to get his rematch. For sure. He just got like a lucky punch kind of like, you know, and, and then... After he gets that lucky punch, they bring in Brock Lesnar and like just totally disrespect him. Yeah, like, make the whole show out of it, and it's like yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then they pretended like they didn't know that that was all going to happen. And I'm like, yeah, right, dude. That was all set up. That and, fucking and, push was WWE and a half. Yeah, yeah. and Stipe cleaned out the division. I mean, where's the respect on that guy? You know, and he gets hit by DC. I mean, yeah, he won, but it, you know, it, he should have got an instant rematch. I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, well, I I heard um, DC and Hawani, they were talking about uh, the rematch with Stipe, and DC was saying Stipe doesn't like to play the game, the selling the fight game, the uh, you know the the out there in the media kind of guy. He just wants to show up and fight, but. That's not what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. DC said straight up, he goes, I want to fight the guy. We're going to fight, but he's not selling the fight. Nobody wants to watch him. Mm-hmm. Right. Because because of that. And it's it's like, it's like, why does everybody want to watch Conor McGregor? Because he fucking talks shit and he fucking throws water bottles and fucking whatever the fuck he does, right? Yeah. Mm, it's the same thing with fucking... I think real. That? Like, I don't think everybody wants to see that. I think like real fighter fans just they want to see a, a fighter. They don't need all that gimmicky bullshit. But I get sure, what you're I, saying. You know. Connor, Connor, it, there's a big difference on the paychecks Connor's getting and the big and the paychecks that right. Steve's getting, and it's because of Connor's mouth and the marketing and the right. fuck outlandishness that he's doing. You know where Steve is more about I want to be the best in the world, and that's the only thing that's important to him. You know. Well, I mean, Stipe, right. I, and again, I've, I've made this perfectly clear that I'm a Stipe dick rider, but, um, <laughs> dude, that guy is the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. I mean, he's cleaned out that division sometimes twice over with the guys he's fought. Everybody thought Nagano was going to come in there and wipe the floor with him, and he stole his soul. Um, <laughs> so it's like, you know, I, I the disrespect this guy gets is just incredible to me because... They should be hyping this guy up to be like the all-American hero. Like, look at this guy, dude. He's a fighter. How could they? How could they hype somebody that that is a fucking rock, bro? It's like staring at a rock. Well, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, they should hype this guy up to be like the all-American hero. Like, look, he's a heavyweight champ. In his uh, spare time, he fights he, fires and, and saves a lives. And, yeah. 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 That's yeah. that's the stuff that they should be hyping up. Um, and they're not. And I don't understand why they don't take that angle. I don't know if they think because this typical MMA fan is a douchebag, you know, uh, got the monster tattoo and the lifted truck, and they think guys like Conor McGregor is going to be the bigger sell. But I think the sport has expanded enough to where you're bringing in uh, people that aren't necessarily from that uh, – What's the word I'm looking for? Not from that group of people, you know what I mean? Because when MMA kind of first started, there, there yeah, was... Yeah, but those people are out there. Dude. Sure. But there, that stigma was there, you know? And I don't feel like it's there as much as it used to be. Right. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. Think about it. How many real, real, like, 
fight fans are there like training motherfuckers the people that know the background people that know wrestling people that know jits people that know fucking kickboxing not no cardio bullshit Mm -mm. like Mm -hmm. The, the majority of the fucking fans sitting in the stands are exactly what you said, Mike. Fucking rhinestone pants, <laughs> affliction shirts, fucking yeah, all that stupid I, shit. I agree. I agree. I think there's so many – I honestly think there's so many fake tough guys out there that are fucking – yeah, exactly. And they fight and they just throw the fucking haymakers and the technique and just like yeah. that shit all look, the time. Bro. I'm guilty. Look, look. I watch that shit on 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 Instagram all the time. Fucking people fighting them on. Yeah. yeah, but but check it out. But <laughs> but check it out. Here, here's the difference, right? The difference is, like like hardcore fans like us, right? Uh-huh would never ever put on a shirt a shirt or or something like that 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 we have no part like a no part of right like so the average fan is going to go buy the ufc shirt and buy the fucking jujitsu shirt where they never trained in their life and buy the fucking wrestling shirt where they never fucking trained right. in their life you know what i mean they, i'm I mean, gonna buy those that's, fight that's island the shirts. difference and and ryan to <laughs> fuck yeah uh, but, did you see those fight brian, island shirts? ryan to your point the majority of yeah, no. Good. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. But but to Ryan's point, the majority of the people, the majority of the people want to see that shit, bro. Oh yeah, the casual fan. Not not not, that, re- you know, not real. Ron, right, Rousey, right. And there's Hunter more Grant, casual fans. Wonder Boy, right? Like hyped up, you know. There's more you know. casual fans than there is fucking hardcore like actual wrestlers, actual fighters, actual jujitsu guys yeah. because. I'll tell you right now, I've been to the fights with my boys, and as soon as our right. boys fight, we're out. Yeah. We're not there fucking watching other fools and fucking trying to act stupid and doing stupid shit. Like, shit. And these motherfuckers are yeah. right, right, right. You know, we've, yeah. I've been to the fights. Well, I've, I've, you know, and as soon as our boys are done, we're out. Yeah. I think there's, there's yeah, two different kinds of fans. Um, like you said, the ones that have never competed or um, – uh, trained in any kind of martial art and, and don't have the proper respect for what it takes to even do that. Um, right. And, and, and get through something like that. You know, um, I think my brother and I uh, really started to get into this when, remember that tournament we went to where Tito Ortiz was there? He had just won the belt. Uh, I think that was like kind of the first, you know, glimpse of this whole thing that that we kind of got um but yeah to get back to the point though like yeah i guess connor and guys like that kind of resonate with that casual fan but um yeah and it, it sells more tickets i get that you know it's just it's not what every fan wants you know or enjoys or they do they just want to see him get beat you know so it's like a polarizing effect that they have so for, that, the, but for the majority of it, he backs his shit up, though. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. That's questionable, but he has. Uh, yeah, two, two belts is not questionable. Okay, but has he defended any of those belts? No, he, it doesn't he matter. went He's got and did him. some exhibition boxing match. He's got him. Some joke. He's got him. Come on. And he went He went 10 no, rounds with the best no, in the world. Come on, bro. No, dude, ever. Was, the best to ever do it. Yo, yo, listen to this. Listen to this like real quick. Movie. I know you hate him. Yo, that was like a I, stuntman I, movie. No, no, no. Listen. <laughs> I know you hate him. I know you hate him. But let me tell you this. MMA and the boxing uh, community, right? Right. He was on his on his podcast called Hot Boxing or whatever. And he said himself that he everybody thought that Conor McGregor was going to get his fucking ass whooped by, by Floyd Mayweather. And he went 10 rounds with the best to ever do it in the past 100 years. Those were his exact words. That's coming from fucking Mike Tyson. He got bro. his ass kicked, bro. And and Mayweather was just oh, putting stop. on a show. He could have finished that fight way earlier. I agree it was with a Ryan. robbery. That's why they came out in ski masks. You hate. You're just hating. I don't know. Look at you. Just hate. All your money. They stole your 100 bucks, right? Well, not yours, but everybody <laughs> you else. Nah, I really like that shit. What'd you say, Greg? <laughs> I, I said, I 
agree. I th- I thought he did pretty well, dude, for fucking going toe to toe his first boxing match with fucking Floyd Mayweather. I I thought he did pretty well. He did better than I could have done against him. Well, yeah. Dude, that. where's the, where's the where's the eight count? Uh, answer this question. He goes down to a knee because he's tired, or or he got rocked for sure. But where's the fucking eight count? Mm-hmm. Uh, any other fucking fight, the ref would have fucking let that guy stand up and got his ass fucking whooped some more. Any other fight. Um, he fucking went down to a knee and didn't let him come back up. It was a joke. It was a joke. It wasn't <laughs> even real, dude. This they conversation... Your hate. That's we, all we, it was. Fuck, we're fucking off the real shit. Is. No, I'm not. He could have finished him right away. He was toying with him. Okay. Your hate is, is immense. Let's, let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's uh, rack this conversation because I, I want to get to... Reel it back in, Mike. This kind of ties into what we were talking about in the previous thing with Stipe, but um, Eddie Bravo's uh, explanation, I guess, for what they caught on camera and his advice to Tony Ferguson in that Justin Gaethje fight. Um, his MNR role? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, him saying, oh, you're doing good, dude. You look beautiful. And pick up the sand. And- good job. He's basically saying that he was, didn't know what the fuck to do. Um, he's a wide receivers coach. He's not a head MMA coach. Um, right. So, Which I agree. Th- this kind of – this kind of. But he also said that he's been oh, – go ahead. No, I was going to say this, this kind of – well, first of all, let's go – let's start with you, Ryan. Do you agree or disagree with that excuse? No, I disagree because he contradicted himself in, in that sentence. He was like, I've been to like 150 UFCs, you know, this and that. I mean, I agree he's not a head coach, but at the same time, like, he knows what advice to give. But even uh, Brent, I think he was being hard on himself too because Brendan Schaub said that wasn't that bad of advice because at that point it was just a Hail Mary because he was done. Like that's the mm-hmm. only thing he could probably do was get that in, in, in Minari role, you know, and that other than that, what was he going to do? I Rich. Mean, he would bust it up. What do you think, Rich? Go ahead, Greg. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I think that, let's be let's be honest, like, Eddie Bravo's a jiu-jitsu guy. He's not a striking guy at all. And the whole fight was on the feet. So, I think his advice, when he sees how the fight's going the whole time, he's limited on the advice he can give because if it was a ground fight or even remotely going to the ground. Right he would have been able to give him some, some better advice on movements and things like that. He's not a striking coach, so he's, he's kind of limited on what he said. So when he was saying you might need to do an Imanari role, it was kind of saying, like, you might need to do something crazy to get him to the ground, and that's where you can maybe start fucking him up as on the ground, you know, because he wasn't winning the striking battle. So I think that Eddie's advice was real limited because he doesn't know as much for the striking department and he's limited to that jujitsu category. But I think his advice to him was overall saying, let you need to do something to get him to the ground. Right. Right. That's why they had him go in there and talk to him. because That was his only hope is try to go to the ground. Right. What about you, Rich? Well, here's, here's, here's what I, here's what I, here's what I think, man. I think that, um, like everybody trains for Khabib, right? Everybody trains for Khabib to get taken down. Mm-hmm. Nobody in their fucking mind ever trains for Khabib to fucking do a stand-up war with them, right. right? So when you're training, whatever his camp was, 10 weeks, he trained for fucking eight weeks. No, I mean, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say no stand-up, but all he did, I bet you all he did for eight weeks was yeah, Minari yeah. rolls, bro. <laughs> to, fucking, to fucking get Khabib to the ground, bro. Uh, or <laughs> minimal and and minimal striking, right? But he so when your game plan, no, hold on, hold on. But when your game plan gets changed, and you have two weeks left before you have to fucking change your whole game plan, there's no way. It's just it it's impossible, man. Like you, two weeks time isn't enough to to rechange your game plan and and get in enough sparring sessions, get in enough fucking boxing timing. Get enough enough fucking speed timing for somebody like Gaethje. It's just it's just not enough time. But uh, 
And I think Gaethje is that good. I think he's a fucking shithead. But but Bravo has even that's my said that the plan, the game plan was to keep it standing. So yeah. he was probably practicing takedown defense, but he was still striking because their whole game plan was to keep it standing. So I mean, I'm nah, not. they knew where it was gonna go, bro. They knew where it was gonna go. Nobody, nobody except for fucking Ally Quinta, kept it standing with fucking Khabib. No one. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, no one, and. And I, I think with Khabib too, like he he dominates mostly when he takes people down and they're trying to get up because he's real good with holding them and punching them on their way up and exhausting them right. that way. Where I think Tony Ferguson's plan against Khabib was, we know he's gonna take us take me down. So when he gets to the ground, I'm gonna be comfortable down there because that's when I can start using my jujitsu and try to beat him through that way. You know, I think you're. Right. I think you planned a lot of. When we get to the ground, this is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to dominate, things like that. 100%. You know, because Khabib's not a ground fighter where he's, like, busting out a ton of submissions. Don't look at the Conor McGregor as, as a typical. He's a fucking grinder. He'll pound you out on the ground and continue that process. And the reason that people get so exhausted with him is because he smothers them. He yeah. takes them down, pounds them, and then pounds them on the way up. And that's where he gets the majority of his shots when, he, when they're getting back up. So I think – he completely planned for Khabib. Didn't expect Gaethje to have as good a stand-up as he had. And Gaethje just had a good game plan, dude. So we got to get he, he fought a perfect yeah, fight. We got to give Gaethje a lot of credit, dude. He he fought the perfect fight. Well, this this yeah, kind of brought up a uh, connected with everyone. This brought up a broader conversation we were having. Um, like, is the is the time for like the the badass jujitsu guy? Has that passed? Um, UFC buy because it seems like there's phases of like what works and what doesn't in the UFC or is it just to the point now I think you guys both said this where you have to be just badass at everything now you know it's it's not yeah I think you, you have to be badass at everything I think the you do see guys that still are extremely high level of jujitsu and use it in an MMA, because there, there's a big difference between jujitsu and then MMA jujitsu. Right. Big difference. And you're now using striking to set up submissions and you're using things like that to change your game plan to where you don't really use that in jujitsu, you know, and there's different things yeah. that are using, but you see guys like Ryan Hall, uh, Charles Oliveira, still Damian Maya. All these guys are still using jujitsu at a high level in MMA and being successful at it, you know? You the the big the big one when you watch Damian Maya versus Ben Askren, right? Mm-hmm. He tried four or five different submissions with Ben Askren and was using submissions not necessarily to get a submission, but to set up sweeps and then to get different advantages and things like that. And once he said, all right, He's blocked my armbar. He's blocked my triangle. He's blocked. He's basically going through the list. He's like the one thing he hasn't blocked is my rear naked choke. And the way he set it up where he had both of his arms pinned back to where he couldn't defend his neck and then sunk it in and just knocked him out. I'm like, that was the best, one of the best displays of like jujitsu that I've seen just in using sweeps and using things like that to set up and control the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. uh, Maya was playing chess and, Askren was playing fucking backgammon or some other bullshit. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not even checkers, bro. Yeah, well, I think the sports evolved so much where it can't be just dominant at one thing. And most of the guys now know, like, counters on jujitsu. So unless you're, like, an elite jujitsu yeah. guy, I mean, you know, you're not going to just wipe out the division with just jujitsu. You got to know everything. Sure. I, I mean, that's what I think. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Ron, to, to, Ron Gracie, he's like a top dog jujitsu guy, and, and he got fucked. Exactly. By, uh, <laughs> yeah. What's that guy's name with the with the palm trees on his chest? Uh, Cub Swanson. Yeah, Cub Swanson. He got yeah. fucked up by Cub right. Swanson. Right. Because it didn't go to the ground. To your point, Ryan, it didn't yeah, go to the he ground. Was, he he was a hundred percent relying on jujitsu. He was trying to pull guard, and it just it, it just didn't work you know the guys that can mix it up the best and like i said there's a difference between jujitsu and mma jujitsu and he was more trying jujitsu which let's be real too cub swanson's a jujitsu black belt so but he's been an mma veteran for a long time so 
Yeah. Right. He's a yeah. Right. Right. He's a striker. He's a wrestler. That, right. Yeah. His experience with that MMA jujitsu is gonna be an advantage over Kron Gracie, even though Kron is a world champion jujitsu, you know, practitioner. So it's a big difference, I think. And the guys that are gonna be the most successful in MMA are the guys that know how to mix up that MMA jujitsu. Well, that could be. I mean, the other reason why. Uh... Go, go ahead. ahead, Mike. No, you go ahead. No, I was gonna say. I was going to say that's the other reason why Ben Askren got fucked up because he was relying on one yeah, thing. One he was relying on those scrambles. And, and the, I, I don't that's give a shit what anybody says, dude. Bellator, fucking one championship, strike force, all that shit doesn't compare to the UFC's caliber no. of, of talent. Yeah. I mean, you could take the fucking bottom 20 and you could put them up against a top 10, anybody in the fucking Bellator or the, and they'll, they're getting fucked up. Bro. Yeah. But so that's where Ben Askren was fucking dominating in that one championship and all that stuff where nobody even seen his funky shit. Yeah. All the guys that came up so from Bellator does, that were their superstars, I mean, dominating in Bellator. Because not just Ben Askren, but look at Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez was the fucking shit in Bellator, you know, like dominating, yeah. you know. And he comes in the UFC and he's just mediocre. He's just okay. He won the belt, yes. But I think he had an easier road to the belt at that point and got dominated by McGregor. You know what I mean? And boyfriend dominates him. <laughs> yeah. well, he's from the B-League. That's why. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, a lot of those guys, too, in Bellator just watched up UFC guys, too, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like Brian, I said, there is, there is some dudes in Bellator that I wish would come to the UFC, like Michael Chandler and – uh, Michael Venom Page and stuff like that. Like those are dudes that are legit that I wish would come over to the UFC. Michael Venom Page got but knocked see, out like I, there's tell you no what, other fight. Douglas you, Lima. He did, but I think he got cocky and got stupid. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, you you know who um uh, Gilbert Melendez is, right? Yeah. Yes. Gilbert Melendez was a strike force champ. He was a pride yeah. fucking champ. He he was the I mean he did it all, right? And he comes over to the UFC and uh, again, I'm not trying to throw names out there, but he's from Santa Ana. We, I, I didn't go to school with him, but he came to train at Santa Ana College when Santa I was wrestling there, mm-hmm. and he was still in high school. So I mean, ass. he's a bad motherfucker, dude. Yeah. But I love him. But he came over to the UFC, and he didn't really no. do much. And he was a badass. He had some dude. good fights, like fight of the year shit. With Diego Sanchez. Yeah, he Diego Sanchez fight was mean, yeah. dude. And he had another one, I think, with uh, oh god, the the little guy that was Cowboys roommate. Oh, Clay Guida. Yeah, Clay. He there was another. He's had a few like like he's a scrapper, dude. That's why I, I like him. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he didn't really. His resume wasn't built up where you know he wasn't winning championships and things like that. So. Right. Yeah, it happens, man. You know, even Cowboy. Cowboy is, was always good and this and that, but he's never won a belt. You know, he's he's been on the decline now. So. Yes. Um. All right. Anything else we missed on here? Yeah. We. What's the next fight? When is it? Oh, they haven't fine. announced it yet. I know it's, it's uh, Nunez and Nunez, but I don't know when. Uh, when the next when that's gonna be? I was looking at it. Uh, they haven't announced it on the UFC like June. I think it's like in two weeks or three weeks. Is that a pay review? Yes, like June six. I believe it is. I think it's UFC two fifty. Right? Buying that? No. Nunez well. versus Spencer. <laughs> that that I was looking at the card. I'm like, I don't see anything on the card that would make it. We're spending the sixty bucks on that, dude. They they need. I don't, uh, I don't even know who the co-main event is. It's always worth bootlegging, my friend. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the co-main <laughs> is Charles Bird versus Mikey Petulio. Yeah, gross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, they might wanna... add some fights. I think. They have it's to. June 6th. They absolutely yeah. have to. Um, yeah. They should be calling well, McGregor. They should be backing up that dump truck full of money to get McGregor and uh, 
or hey, Master Ball, the main event that because who's going to buy this pay per view? Yeah, or um, Usman, Usman and, and Massaball. Sure, that's what I want to see. Uh, sure, why not? You know what? I don't even know if I like that. I'd like to see Kobe's fucking face get kicked in again. He's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. watch it, bitch. You don't know. Uh, hey, <laughs> we're not editing. <laughs> no, we're not gonna edit this time. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Well. Uh, Thanks for uh, joining in, Greg, Brian, Rich, as always. Um, you can download the show on iTunes. It's uh, Gold Belts and Glory. We'll post it on Facebook, on the Instagram, the Twitter. we got all those things rolling now. So uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. See ya. All right. Thanks, man. Good job, boys. See ya. See ya.